Welcome back. This is the Palo Buzz, your source for all things digital marketing. I'm your host, Keith, content marketer and copywriter here at Palo Creative. This is episode 21. Just curious, how did you find the podcast? Well, there's an even better way to discover, see, and listen to your favorite audio podcast. We'll tell you where. Plus, how many times a day are you distracted with customers calling to scheduling an appointment? It's a good problem to have. We let you in on a new, seamless way to book appointments. That and much more. The Palo Creative team is here. Jim, our digital media director. John, marketing and media manager. And we can't forget about our digital marketers, Ryan and Stephanie. How's everyone doing? Hi, Hi good. everyone. Still got it? Still got it. Still got it. Still oh, got thanks, it. John. <laughs> um, so we begin, Stephanie, Facebook is rolling out a new feature for businesses and their customers that allows users to book appointments directly through Facebook and Instagram. How can someone access this feature within the site? Yeah, so Facebook has announced that it's expanding um, its small business tools. Um, so one really awesome one that I'd like to share with our listeners today is the ability to manage online appointments directly through Instagram and Facebook. So I'll just kind of talk about um, how businesses can take advantage of this feature and what you can do to implement it onto your social media pages. So I'll first start by saying that if you're a service-based business on social media, this is really big news for you because now you can easily manage appointments through one location, which is your phone. So it's super convenient and nice. Um, and some of you may be asking, oh, well, okay, how does this work? Um, it's pretty simple. So on Instagram business pages, you can add a book button and this button has actually been around since early 2018. However, up until now, the button would link to an external um, appointments landing page and you had to use a third party source to kind of manage bookings from there. Um, but now this button leads to an internal tool where people can request an appointment and you can um, accept and even send appointment reminders directly through um, each social media app. So it's really cool, really convenient. Um, it's a, just kind of a way that social media platforms are serving as a one-stop shop for businesses because you know that's where a lot of their followers and audience is primarily um, so in order to use this you need to have a Facebook business page and it needs to be connected to your Instagram then from Facebook you just click the blue call to action button that's located under your cover photo and this will take you through a few steps of setting it up it's really simple really easy um, you can show your own availability through here and manually approve appointments before they're confirmed with customers and you can even sync this to your Google Calendar um, you can also add each service that you offer in addition to pricing and it even allows you to add images under each service so it really allows for kind of a wide range of um, people to see the different services you offer and it allows them to just you know request an appointment right then and there and it's super convenient so what kind of businesses do you think would be the best right so, off the bat? So that's a good question. Um, right off the bat, probably um, like hair salons, mm -hmm. even like um, a med spa or something like that oh, okay. who right. offers, yeah, some medical services, um, things like that. So that would be really convenient for those types <laughs> of businesses. Yeah, anyone who accepts, you know, patients and people like that. 
So you're saying it hooks, you can have it hook directly up with your Google Calendar? Yeah, it's just like a little button that you click and you can sync it up right with so your So if Google you're in calendar. an office, maybe you mm -hmm. had a shared Google Calendar so you could right. show all the eight hairstylists on one shared calendar mm -hmm. and then each individually could book maybe from, right. the, from that the salon was, page? Well, I was thinking if you had like one company but each individual might have their own page, if it can sync up to one company yeah. calendar that would be really interesting mm -hmm. if you had like five nail oh. salon people right. all working oh, under the same that's umbrella true. yeah because yeah. you got to have multiple like you know uh at one o'clock five people can come in you mm -hmm. know all booked with what they're different that's true mm -hmm. hairstylists i'm trying to think of who else besides hairstylists and med spa i mean Right. Yeah, it wouldn't really work for restaurants. It's more focused on smaller kind of businesses. Yeah. Yeah, smaller mm -hmm. business that doesn't already have a scheduling system. But I've, right. I've seen a lot of businesses that should have a scheduling system that don't. Right. Uh, what mm -hmm. about a realtor? Can we use this for a realtor? I don't know. I like what you just said about the restaurants. Do you think this is the first step into making reservations with restaurants? That would be the next feature. Cause they could use it. I, I feel mm -hmm. like restaurants is just, you know, somebody at the. Uh, um, the reception table there marking right, your name down point. on a table I mean I don't they don't seem super organized when I go into a restaurant <laughs> yeah. they're like oh of course I have your table waiting and they're just like right. now figuring <laughs> out that, right, yeah. that I have a reservation and so many restaurants are already on social media you know throughout the night even so you know mm -hmm. it's an easy way to track and manage everything I'm seeing this more as a super small company benefit because mm -hmm. you know a lot of the smaller companies may not have the budget for mm -hmm. uh, a, a secretary that's booking these appointments but if you oh, can okay. do it almost mm -hmm. automated through a social media platform that'd be really yeah, cool yeah that's a good point too you'd have to be able to block off days too so that somebody couldn't just say hey i'm coming in friday see you then <laughs> right and i think it does allow you to do that like it'll show you have to put like when you have availability and th certain things like that so yeah, so it's kind of, it's pretty organized and there's a lot of capabilities to it. Nice. I think it's an, another example of big players taking over functionality that should or used to or you wanted to have on your website. So now there, there are businesses, I just clicked one today where I went to the Google My Business listing and I clicked go to their website and I landed on their Facebook business page because mm -hmm. they don't have a website. Oh, wow. It was straight there. I think it was a restaurant or something. Yeah. So, you know, it's a small business. And they didn't, they must not need a website. Well, I think mm -hmm. you brought up a bigger point of just Facebook and Instagram not wanting you to leave their platform at all. At all, right. right. Yeah. Anything they is. can do to keep mm -hmm. you on their yeah. space, and that's they'll kind of, do. They're trying to take over all Give you shopping tools, you, mm -hmm. you know, you mm -hmm. can integrate your products. Where you're not actually going to a site, you're clicking an yeah, ad and it's just Yeah, and it opens up. up to its own internal landing page yep. type of deal, yeah. Now, I'm not sure if you mentioned or not, but when someone goes through Facebook to get, to book an appointment, mm -hmm. will they get some type of confirmation email saying your appointment was booked? How does the customer... Yes. So there are um, different features within the internal tool where you can, um, you just select if you would want like an email to go out, um, you would have to go in and manually kind of do it. Um, but there are ways that you can kind of automate, you know. And that email would look process. like it's coming from your business or it would look like it'd be coming from Facebook? I'm not sure. Okay. It, it didn't really say. This is kind of a newer feature, I so maybe they didn't both. get that far. Mm -hmm. when, you, yeah. um, when you accept an offer or you claim an offer, 
you get an email from Facebook, but your you know your branding from the page you got it from rides along with that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which actually helps you sort it out of your spam. So if I see Facebook sending me an email, which doesn't happen that often, like they don't like, notify you of just anything. Um, right. That would that would be easy to spot. Mm-hmm. Speaking of spotting something, you can now find your favorite podcast in Google search. Wait, hasn't that always been around? Well, sort of. Jim, do you care to explain? Uh, yeah, so last week, I think it was actually this week, Wednesday, Google um, at their I.O. event uh, announced that podcasts are now searchable. And wh- what they mean by that is the content in the podcast is going to be searchable so that search engines will transcribe your whole podcast and then add that to the library of searchable content. So if you search for something that we said specifically in this podcast, Mm -hmm. that becomes a searchable string. And if somebody's searching on the internet for that information, it could show up. Without you doing anything? Right. Wow. How does that work? Exactly, right? So (laughs) Google is transcribing all of everything we're saying right now. That's awesome. For all eternity, anything we say right now, transcribed by Google and then that way you know somebody who's deaf could participate into the podcast content right they can they could read it um, and you it'll also be available on search results they say it's already available as of I think this morning but uh, people are kind of um, skeptical about it because the search results are just returning the the title of the podcast mm-hmm. and um, the tags that you've tagged it up with and not exactly the content but Google says no it's content driven and we just really haven't seen total proof of that yet the example they gave was if you go to Google and you type in weight weight that it'll bring up the weight weight um, podcast and you don't even have to click to go anywhere to listen to it you can listen to it straight through the search results mm-hmm. so that's kind of new yeah. there's a play buttons for like the past three weight weight podcasts uh, episodes so you can push play and listen to it right there you can there's also another button you can say I want to listen to it later and, and put it there so there is another example of a big player um, getting in front of that content they're basically taking all the podcast content and gi- giving it out themselves instead of saying okay now go to SoundCloud now go to iTunes mm-hmm. or anywhere else that you listen to your podcast, Google just says, ah, well, we've got all the content. We'll just play it for you right now. You don't have to go anywhere. Sounds like they're building for another revenue stream in a way. So like if they have a sponsored podcast, sponsored podcast, wouldn't that be sweet? Yeah. You should work for Google. We were talking about that not too long ago about <laughs> money. The, of how many people are listening to podcasts. The numbers were, were pretty outrageous. Of the increase with podcasts and that there oh, isn't yeah. really any mm-hmm. it's better to run and you can run a podcast commercial as opposed as a radio commercial or television mm-hmm. commercial and it's weird because podcasts have been around like a long they're long one time. of the first things we did with the internet yeah and it seems oh, like all the other stuff other things you know starting to drop off a podcast almost like a second wind mm-hmm. i mean you know we obviously see the value in it everybody i think everybody in our office listens to podcasts it is amazing. Yeah. Because it, it's totally like there was email and then there was a podcast. Mm-hmm. And now it's like the most pop. 
popular thing to do and they're, they're getting produced so well so you can't just like record anything you want to say into a microphone anymore it has to be like good content you have yeah. all that competition <laughs> you're competing mm-hmm. with like you know espn and joe rogan and all the people that mm-hmm. have great podcasts yeah from an advertiser standpoint you can it's it's like almost like with the twitter ads where you can target what people are following like if somebody's listening to a what is Linda listening to a murder podcast you know and i don't know what what you advertise to that type of persona but you could tell, hey, they're really interested in this. Weapons. Oh yeah. What? Well, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> <laughs> Ways to get away with murder. But if they're if they're committing, Potential you know, murders. an hour, an hour and a half a day just listening to that podcast, they have a genuine, right? You know, engagement with with that type of topic. Mm-hmm. So, Jim, do you think then moving moving forward with podcasts that they're going to be more scripted to inclu- include keywords for ranking purposes? Maybe yeah. I've already been doing that. Pizza, hot dogs, cars, me. <laughs> right? So we got to make sure we talk, uh, you know, our specific keyword strings now. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Because podcasts are, you know, they're so, uh, you know, I start rambling. How are you going to index that in a search engine? I'm never going to come up. <laughs> That's going to be hard. So going back there, you said they transcribe it. Right. But does that get written out somewhere? So like if somebody clicks on it, would they actually see it written out as well? I think that's going to happen. But I also, I think it's going to happen kind of like books. So if you search for a Shakespeare quote, you might get a Google book result because they've already transcribed like all of Shakespeare's books. Mm. Here's what I really think is going to happen, if it isn't already, is that my, uh, my Google assistant will just read me back a result from a snippet captured in a podcast. So I'll say like, what's the best podcast in the world? And then Google will say, the best podcast in the world is the Palo Buzz, <laughs> according to Palo Creative. You know, I don't know what, what the answer will be. But the, don't you think they'll just skip, like, yeah, they'll give you the transcripted results and they'll give you the audio results because you may be in your car asking about something that's in a podcast and if they could play me that snippet that'd be cool and then i can say oh that snippet was helpful play me that whole episode (laughs) subscribe me to that podcast now yeah that'd be pretty slick so if your podcast is more than one place could google ding you for duplicate content like it was Uh, on your website and on soundcloud like how would that work it does sound like you know what okay so that's a really good point that it's already like totally duplicated content because when you type palo buzz in the google you get like 10 results that all say the same thing but they're mostly just the description Mm -hmm. i think google's the only one transcribing and trying to listen into our conversation and index (laughs) yeah yeah so i think they're going to be the ones that are showing that and uh, becoming the the authoritative place to show that result, and then yeah, you're right. Like all those other ones, they just look like the same thing. Mm-hmm. How do you even know which one to pick <laughs> if you don't already have a preferred platform? Yeah. So you type in the name of a podcast, you just get ten yeah, results. They all look the same. Results. I don't care where mm-hmm. I listen to it. Sometimes it's true. Yeah, good point. Huh. Well, there's some big news from Bing. Ryan, what's what's going on with Bing? Yeah, so the big news is Bing Ads is no longer. It's actually has a new name now. It's called Microsoft Advertising. Uh, there's a number of reasons why That's this happened. It's a longer name. It is. <laughs> well, yeah, really. shorting names down. <laughs> and it's is it more branded or less branded? I kind of thought Bing was like you know the search platform. 
what's Microsoft advertising? Like where, that's a, that's a software. They, they make Windows. How's that? Advertising? Yeah, the reason why they added uh, Microsoft is they feel they have more brand recognition with the Microsoft. Oh, so the that, that's one of the major reasons. Because Bing doesn't have a bad reputation, no. does it? I mean, I've just given up. I don't use Bing. it that much, yeah. but I didn't think it was bad. I just don't use it. All no, it's not bad by any means. It's just yeah. a way to uh, keep growing, I guess. Okay. And another reason is that, you know, just they want to ref uh, reflect the broader focus on ad inventory, data, and targeting capabilities. Mm. And aside from that, you could expect several updates to roll out, including a feature called Sponsored Products. This allows manufacturers to promote their uh, products in shopping campaigns that you couldn't do, do before. And there will also be new capabilities throughout the Microsoft Audience Network, which is something that launched last year. And... Uh, these recently announced updates for Microsoft advertising are all promising, but the ad platform does have quite a way to catch up with Google. Uh, Microsoft said in a press release announcing all of this that they have reached 500,000 advertisers, which is about the same number Google hit in 2009, 10 years ago. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, yeah. they, were, they were like promoting that as like, hey, look, we're almost they, there. Yeah. <laughs> that was part of the press release. <laughs> oh, no. Look at 10 years ago, Google's right where we are. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wonder, so, Bing, now you can target LinkedIn information. So, is that part of this, like Microsoft saying, hey, we're adding in all these factors now, we're just going to go with them broad? Right, so I wonder if they'll just merge LinkedIn targeting and Bing targeting mm -hmm. in together as, as this Microsoft audience targeting. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. It seems like they want to really compete more with Google. I don't see it. I don't think they'll ever become number one, but I mean, they'll definitely uh, keep continuing growing. Well, it seems well, you just said the, the shopping ads. I didn't. They haven't done shopping ads yet, and Bing. Not really, no. Wow. Those are big. What else about Bing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much about Bing, to be honest. Yeah, because as far, as far as shopping, I, I use I don't even use the Google ads that much, but I have used Facebook shopping more than I used to. Does anybody use the Facebook marketplace to find a boat or a car or a truck or a no. mower? Or is this just a old guy thing? I've browsed it, but never actually bought it. Same here. Yeah. Who is going to a garage sale this weekend? Me. No. Because it's my Am neighbor. I? You are? Are you really? Is oh my, it oh why neighbors. is it like garage oh. sale weekend or is it like No. No, I just think that commercial, you know, like don't become your parents commercial <laughs> is like like me. <laughs> the, the guy, you know, that like goes, Oh look, a plaque and he starts like reading the plaque mm -hmm. for for his friends that are like trying to go on a little trip with them and he's like, Here, take a take my phone so you can take a selfie of me. Did you see that commercial? No. Just I don't me. think I've seen that. You know, they're probably just targeting old people and I'm watching old people stations. <laughs> huh. I'm not even old yet. What channel is that? And, and there's already a major separation here. I can feel it. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. knows? Probably like the Travel Channel, National Geographic Channel. I don't know. Something that... But, but, but isn't that funny? He's like, here, take a selfie of me. And the guy's yeah. like, take a selfie of you? And you're like, no, you didn't. What was I trying to promote? I'm going to find the commercial and show it to you. Yeah, it's it's an insurance commercial or something. Oh. That's funny as heck. But apparently I'm the only one who saw it. So. I don't think I saw it, no. Okay, so well, we're going to need a fun fact. I was going to say, I was I'm looking gonna up... to cut that, all of that stupid section. That was all good. We have a fun fact, <laughs> Stephanie. We have a fun fact. Oh, Do man. we? 
You don't know Ariana Grande concert stories. No, what is that? Yeah, it looks a little pump up, too. Like, what's what's new in everyone's life? Yeah, Keith, you need the fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) It is National Small Business Week this week, just an FYI. Yeah, right? Oh, it's a fact. I don't know how fun it is. Yeah, it's not very (laughs) So, a fun fact is when you type fun fact into Google, it actually brings up a fun fact. Uh, What do we got? And then... This one says, what week do you find gender of baby? Most pregnant women find out their baby sex during their mid-pregnancy ultrasound, usually between 16 and 20 weeks. Hmm. And then, and then, and and then the Google search, it turns into, I'm feeling curious. So then when you do it again, it brings up another question. You all have to try this. What color was originally associated with St. Patrick's Day? Blue. Blue. Why? I do not know that. Um. Why? Did you just guess or did I you guess, know that? <laughs> well, is it true? It is. It was used to highlight Irish nationalism against British rule in the, in the 1790s. Huh. Or I, how many times can an ant lift its own weight? 100. 5,000 times. Now that's a fun fact. That's a fun fact. But it's interesting. You can just type in fun fact on Google and it'll bring up random questions and then the search turns to I'm feeling curious. So then <laughs> I you do can have ask a another random question. question. Yeah. Yes. Why, when you walk by people in the office, do they say your name? Ah, Jim? They just Talking. say your name. And, and in like, I'm guilty of that. I say enthusiastically. That? Like, so if I walk into the coffee room, that is a I see Jackie. Thing. I say, Jackie, or I say, Steve. You two are the only people who do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe it's a do it. Steve <laughs> does it. I it's do. like a tick because I say Kevin. Every time, I Kevin. Think, who did or, it start? Right. You don't like, say good morning, morning, Stephanie. Just say, <laughs> Stephanie. I feel like I'm like, kind of boring. I'm just name. like, hello, good We're morning. Me too. Little Steph. Yeah. <laughs> Don't people do that? Because I, I feel like yeah. someone had to have started that though right. in this office. You think like, it's just our office? Because I was talking ooh. to Jackie earlier, and she was in the co- getting coffee, and I wanted to just say Jackie, but yeah. I didn't. I'm like, I hear you guys why all do the I time. do that? And then I was thinking, you know, dolphins announce each other's names <laughs> when they see each other. So if a two dolphins <laughs> come come up to each other, uh, it'll say the the call for the other dolphin's name. And I think that's why we do it. I think it's a good good problem to have because if think about it, if you're at a larger business, I worked at a place where there were a couple hundred people and it was yeah. always hey because they probably don't remember the name. <laughs> yeah. They're like hey, right. hey right. you, <laughs> you, hey guy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so All I right. think it's a good thing to have here. Yeah, you know, get the names down. But you guys think it's just here. No. I don't think it's just Maybe it's It like must be pre- prevalent here. Yeah, I'm at my As soon as I said that, I we me and Jackie left the coffee room. Rob popped out of his office and just goes, Ronnie! Yeah, and just it's yelled like, at I Ronnie. think it's a rippling desk. effect. And it's like, <laughs> right. yeah, I like it. But they didn't meet in the hallway. It was just yelling into the <laughs> yeah. room. Just, Sometimes we say uh, doctor, too. Doctor. Do we? Doctor? Do we? I don't know. Do I we? I think it's nice. Because what else would you say, though? What else would you say? I guess if you don't have anything to say, you just walk past, but then it's kind of awkward. And that's rude, which I It's a way to not be awkward, I think. You can at least look at the person. It's just like, hey, how are you? How are you? 
I very, like it, right? and I think we should do it more often. Now I'm like aware of it, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's my fault now. Yeah. I'm like conscious of it. I won't be able to do it again. Now I'll be like <laughs> yeah, now we're self-conscious never about, mm-hmm. about yelling each other's hey, names you. at each other. You know what would be really weird if you said your name instead of their name? John! <laughs> like a boxer <laughs> coming into the ring. You'd probably get sent home. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> try again. Yeah. Yeah, try one of my, one of my teachers always said, "Never, you never say when you see somebody, hi Jonathan, how are you this morning?' Because they might be doing really bad. So he would always mm-hmm. say, because he was a, he he is a professor on campus, uh-huh. and all day long they're passing people having to say hi. Yeah. So he would say, Ryan, good to see you. So he says, good to see you. Like that really. And the conversation after that. That's yeah. it. It's not how are you? And then you say, well, my dog just died. I'm, yeah, things are awful. Yeah. That's yeah. And the point. Then, I was actually Googling the other day different ways to like approach somebody. What? <laughs> just like you need to. Give us some examples. Why are you doing no, this? And what did I you learn? I didn't get that far. <laughs> Maybe we can save that for another podcast. Like, just ways to open the, the conversation, you know, with people. Icebreakers. Instead of saying, like, hi, how are you? Because then... It's too the, the, And then the person is, like, good, and you're like, okay, great. It's a like, lie you know? most of the time. Yeah, exactly. Right? Isn't it, it, they don't even know. I haven't even thought about point. it. Because right. I don't think about how right. I'm right. doing until you ask me. I want to make me. that a goal. <laughs> don't like, ask how are you anymore. Like, think of something else. To open the conversation. I did see a blog that says why you shouldn't ask how are you anymore. Really? Like, yeah, there's blogs out there on why you shouldn't. Now I gotta look it up. (laughs) Well, well, it was good to see you (laughs) for the Palo Creative Team. Thanks for listening to the Palo Buzz. Make sure to like us on social media and visit our website, palocreative.com. Until next time, this has been the Palo Buzz.